You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Well, thank you for staying with us on Real Presence Live. And before we head into our next segment, I want to invite you to visit our website, realpresenceradio.com, for even more great content. There you can listen to programming from your local area, find a podcast if you missed one uh, of the daily shows, submit a prayer intention, nominate a priest, your pastor perhaps, for donuts, and check out the new RPR clothing store, realpresenceradio.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. My name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm uh, here uh, at Trinity High School. We're live. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for joining us uh, today and listening in. We've had a great show, great, great show thus far. Got just recently visiting with uh, a couple of Trinity High School students. And now we go to uh, our guest from Rapid City, South Dakota. Uh, and I'm visiting with John, and please help me with your last name. Is it Olenek? That's pretty close. It's Olenek. Olenek. Okay. Wrong, yeah. wrong accent. Okay. Olenek. Olenek. Okay. John, thank you for being with us uh, today. And uh, our uh, it says under my promo uh, category here for this segment, increases in depression, anxiety, suicide, what challenges are facing our youth today? So thank you for being with us, John. And, and uh, can you, uh, but by introduction, can you tell us a little bit about what you do, um, kind of your story, how you got to Rapid City, uh, that sort of thing? Sure, be happy to. Thanks for uh, inviting me to be on your program here this morning. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for joining us. I am a licensed professional counselor. I'm licensed here in the state of South Dakota. I have been working in the mental health field now for close to 20 years. Prior uh, to becoming a mental health counselor, um, I was a United Methodist minister for nearly 22 years, mm -hmm. serving churches in Colorado and Wyoming. I chose to retire from the ministry and moved into mental health work. Uh, I've been doing that now, as I say, for about the last 20 years. I currently work for Catholic Social Services here in Rapid City. I've been working for them now for just about two years. Prior to joining Catholic Social Services here in Rapid City, I worked for a mental health agency in northeast Wyoming, and I served two primary communities there, uh, Newcastle and Sundance. My years of service in the mental health field have been primarily with uh, rural and isolated communities. Mm. What makes perhaps uh, your listeners might be most interested in is what makes my work with Catholic Social Services somewhat unique is that um, half of my time is spent working on the Cheyenne River Sioux Reservation in Eagle Butte. I work at the Sacred Heart Center, which is a residential center for youth 
and also I work at the Women's Violence Center there in Eagle Butte. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I consider myself uh, a generalist, but have extensive years of service and experience in working with adolescents. I see. Um, so that's kind of a brief introduction, and I'll stop there. We'll go from there. Oh, well, wonderful. Thank you for that, uh, uh, that bio. And, uh, John, now I uh, understand that you work with uh, all ages, uh, uh, youth uh, through uh, young adults, old adults. Is that correct? Or do you have a, a, more of a specialty that you uh, lean towards? You know, um, with Catholic Social Services, uh-huh. um, the, uh, there's four of us on staff, and we're all basically what we would call generalists, so we serve whatever okay. population kind of walks in the front door. Um, but I think that I would probably say that my, my experience has led me to a certain level of expertise with uh, adolescents, teenagers, young adults. Um, the other thing that is a bit different now working in South Dakota is that previously in Wyoming, under one license, you could provide mental health services and substance abuse services. Um, so I did a lot of work in Wyoming uh, in the area of substance abuse. Here in South Dakota, they separate those services out, and Catholic Social Services does not provide substance abuse services, um, so that need is really not there for me right now, but I uh, have okay. a great deal of experience in substance abuse work as well. Yes, uh, if you're just joining us, I'm visiting with John Olenek uh, from uh, Rapid City, South Dakota. He is with the uh, uh, Catholic Social Services, and he works with... Uh, a full variety of people as a generalist in the mental health uh, business. And, uh, uh, John, can have you noticed, and I'm sure you have, but maybe you can expand on this, have you noticed a change in your young adults and uh, their mental health over the years? Can you help us paint that picture? Sure. Um, yeah, I think in just a broad brush stroke it would be certainly appropriate to say that myself as a mental health professional, and I'm sure most other mental health professionals today would say that we are across the board seeing an increase in the general general mental health issues among teenagers and young adults. Um, I think that uh, fortunately the public has become more aware of the mental health issues that we are all seeing and dealing with, and uh, we are seeing an increasing corresponding need for services. Um, Unfortunately, for too long, there has been um, a stigma attached to mental health and uh, treatment. And in addition, I think I would say that we continue to um, significantly underfund mental health services, um, uh, opting instead still uh, for most of our mental health services, at least first responders, to be relegated or dealt with by uh, law enforcement. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that is, you know, I think most mental health professionals would 
concur with that at this point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there, there's always a challenge of finding funds for uh, this sort of thing. So thank you for choosing this ministry, and thank you for your fight to uh, uh, you know to help people in this uh, mysterious disease of depression and anxiety. Um, but getting back to uh, your young adults, um, what uh, what has been the biggest reason? Uh, for these changes that you've seen down over the years, John? You've been in this for how long? Oh, you know, in terms of if you were to uh, roll my years of ministry um, into all of this, um, you know, I'm closing in on retirement here soon, so we're talking a total of 40 years plus. Oh, wow, okay. Well, thank you for uh, your your, uh, uh, persistency in this uh, fight against... uh, uh, this these diseases. Thank you very much. Uh, but getting back to the, uh, uh, what, what what do you think is the biggest reason that uh, we're seeing more services needed for, uh, let's just say, young adults? Well, let's just you know let's just kind of just real briefly, real quickly, you know, kind of look at the general statistics just to sure. confirm what we are looking at. That, sure. Um, very you good. know, right now, the most recent statistics show that suicide is the second leading cause of death uh, among those 10 to 24. Um, the most recent, some of the most recent uh, data from the CDC reveals that almost one in five teens have seriously considered suicide. Um, there is identified a higher risk factor for those who identify themselves as female, uh, black, and non-heterosexual. The statistics also show us that one in six students have made a suicide plan and a slightly more than one in ten have attempted. Um, There is clear evidence that over the past 20 years, the suicide rates have skyrocketed uh, by over 60%. I think Mm. that um, when we talk specifically about the last 12 months, if we were to look at what's happened in the last 12 months, the data is still not completely in yet, has still not been completely gathered. But I do, you know, expect, and I think most other professionals would agree, that with the COVID virus, um, with the economic situation, with the current political and social climate that we find ourselves in, I think, unfortunately, we are all anticipating, expecting that we will be looking at probably a spike um, in, you know, the uh, suicide rate, unfortunately, among uh, teenagers and young adults. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, those are some shocking statistics, John. Uh, Thank you for sharing that uh, with us. And, uh, you know, we're coming up in a couple minutes uh, with a break, uh, John. But before we get to that, um, you know, these shocking statistics that you just shared, and especially, you know, folks in your profession are looking at the last 12 months and you anticipate a spike in those numbers of uh, uh, mental health issues. Um, You know, obviously it's... uh, you know, the triggers are uh, isolation, uh, uh, because we are we are social. God made us social human beings, 
and we need community. And when that's taken away, uh, a lot of things uh, uh, are affected, in, 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 uh, including including mental health. So uh, can you, uh, we're, we're coming up on a break, but can you start to discuss that? I know you're not going to be able to do it in 45 seconds, but... Uh, sure. Uh, but that's something that we can uh, talk about uh, on our uh, on the other side of the break. I'm visiting with John Olenek from uh, the Catholic Social Services in Rapid City, South Dakota. Uh, he's talking to us about uh, the increases he's seen in his 40 plus years of service to this uh, to the mental health uh, industry. Uh, I was talking about the increases in depression, anxiety, suicide, and what challenges are facing uh, our society today. So uh, don't go away. Uh, we will be right back on the other side of the break. Uh, my name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm broadcasting from the studios in, in uh, Trinity High School in Dickinson, North Dakota. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Want to know how you can help spread the word about Real Presence Radio? Real Presence Radio has just opened an online clothing store where you can purchase some cool RPR gear. Just click on our website, realpresenceradio.com slash store, and choose from 17 different items. Choices include jackets, pullovers, polo shirts, dress shirts, cardigans, and more. And 10% of each item you purchase comes back to Real Presence Radio. The store is only open until March 1st, so don't wait. Go to realpresenceradio.com slash store to make your purchases. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through Plan Giving which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these planned gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we are live from uh, Trinity High School in Dickinson, North Dakota. Thanks for joining us uh, today on this uh, wintry day across the upper Midwest. Uh, don't worry, folks. 
It is February. We only got winter about uh, winter about uh, two weeks ago, uh, and uh, so we will make it out of here. Uh, we will get out of the deep freeze and into uh, springtime in just a little while. So uh, just hang in there, folks. Uh, welcome back. Uh, we're visiting uh, on Real Presence Live this morning with Joe uh, Olenek from uh, Rapid City. He's with Catholic Social Services and uh, has been in this uh, mental health uh, business for over 40 years. And uh, John, thanks again for uh, carving out some time for Real Presence Live this morning. We're glad to have you with us. Uh, you have uh, extensive experience in this business, uh, and you just uh, shared with us some shocking statistics uh, about uh, uh, teens and young adults and the struggles they have about uh, depression and anxiety and that sort of thing. And, uh, uh, you know, as young people, uh, John, they indeed have a need uh, to develop a relationship with their peers. They indeed have uh, a need to develop relationships with teachers, adults other than their parents. Uh, is that an accurate statement? Yeah, uh, very much so. I think that, you know, when we look at the developmental stages, um, I think this is probably the most critical stage uh, or task that needs to be uh, completed for teens. Because it really comes down to a question of for for teenagers and and adolescents and and young adults moving into their their twenties, the primary task is the what I would call the successful completion of the psychological separation from the primary adults, um, and that for good mental health to occur uh, amongst. Uh, teenagers and, and young adults, there has to be a healthy separation uh, from mom and dad. And um, unfortunately, I think that when, we, when that, that separation is not successfully completed or completed in a healthy way, there, that is when I think we begin to see um, the onset of mental health issues of depression, um, and anxiety, um, and so forth. And uh, one of the basic issues there has to do with the issue of control. Um, one of the most important tasks or functions uh, that has to occur is for um, a young person to be able to gain more control, more mastery over their own lives. Mm. And that's perhaps what I think is one of the most significant causes for the situation uh, we're finding ourselves in today with this increase in depression, anxiety, and unfortunately suicide, is that there, there is a, there's a, a significant feeling by teenagers and adolescents that they do not have or not able to gain control over their lives. And that throws in them into depression and anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that uh, uh, that uh, that issue with us, John. That is uh, very, very interesting. 
about the need as they become teenagers and young adults, uh, the, the need, the actual um, uh, need to develop relationship with their peers, uh, develop relationships with their teachers, and by doing so, they, uh, uh, they get more confident, John. They get more confident, they build character, and uh, that certainly helps then with this uh, issue of battling uh, uh, the result of not having that is the uh, uh, mental illness. And so uh, as, we're, uh, as we're visiting here, John, and the lis listeners uh, out there may be thinking, well, uh, okay, so, uh, you know, I know someone, uh, I, I think I might be one of those that needs, needs uh, some talk therapy maybe. Uh, what's my first step uh, as a parent or someone that uh, might be actually going through this uh, uh, these issues. Sure, sure. Well, you know, I think, again, the, the first and most important factor is to uh, identify, recognize uh, that there is an issue. You know, again, as I mentioned earlier, unfortunately, there continues to be such stigma attached to mental illness, and we really do need to overcome that because there are, there are such well-known uh, steps that can be taken. There is an abundance of resources available um, to help uh, if, you know, if people will take that first step and, and reaching out for help. So, so what I typically do when I talk with folks is I, I talk about the four, four kind of the, or the three steps um, that I talk about is prevention, recognition, and response. And so I think that, you know, the first part of prevention is the need to create um, a physically and emotionally safe environment so that uh, uh, thoughts and behaviors about suicide are less likely to happen in the first place. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, what we do is we need to give opportunities for teenagers to practice um, good social skills to help them regulate their emotions. Mm. Um, okay. We need to recognize, we need to be aware of the warning signs, which I'm sure a, a lot of your listeners are aware of them, but, you know, here are a couple quickly to run through. Um, warning signs, um, when sadness is more than just a passing mood, um, when there is prolonged isolation. Probably the most significant uh, warning sign that I often look for with teenagers and young adults is increased irritability. Mm. Now, we're not just talking about a bad day. We're talking about 24-7 uh, irritability with anything and everything. Right. Okay. Um, we have just... Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, John. We have just uh, a few seconds here left. Can you get sure. to, the, to the last one? You mentioned pre, uh, prevention, recognition, and then the, the last one was what? And then response. And response, right. okay. All right. Uh, John, you uh, uh, thank you very much for uh, carving out some time uh, with us this, uh, uh, this morning. And uh, if, 
if, uh, if someone is out there, you mentioned abundance of resources. Is there a number? Is there a website that a person could go to? There is, uh, you know, the, the most basic is the National Suicide Hotline, um, which is available, you know, for people to call 24-7. Um, you know, that would be, I think, the first response. I guess even before that would be, of course, if there is a real concern about um, suicidal thoughts or even acts, of course, 911 would be, you know, obviously a first call um, in that regard. Okay. Um, so that that's where I would probably you know offer those two suggestions. Okay, well, thank you very much for joining us this morning, uh, John. Uh, again, I was, this last segment uh, was an interview with John Olenek, uh, Catholic Social Services, Rapid City, South Dakota. Thank you very much for joining us, John. You have a great day. You too. Stay warm. Yeah. God bless. And uh, we're we are. Uh, at the end of our uh, show, ladies and gentlemen, we will give it back to our technical uh, guru back at the Mother House in the Fargo Studios, Eli. It's all yours. Hey, thanks, Mike. Great show today. Great show Indeed. today. And just to, just to follow up on that last one, the phone number for the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. So if anyone's yeah. in need of that, 800 yes, 800- And we've got another great show coming up on Monday morning uh, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be coming to you from St. Thomas Catholic Church in Tioga, North Dakota, hosted by Father Corey Nelson and Lori Leffer. They'll start off the show with Mother Madonna from Carmel of Mary in Wapaden. She'll talk about the call. Plus, Brother David Norstedt will talk about discerning in his specific order. Plus, a whole lot more coming up on Monday's show that you won't want to miss. I'm not going to spoil it all. You'll just have to tune in and listen on Monday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you, Mike. Yes, and I'm sure that Monday morning show with Father Corey Nelson out of the metropolis of Tioga, North Dakota, will be a a good one. He is a great pastor of his parish there, and uh, please tune in on Monday morning. Well, Yes. Uh, well, Eli, it's, uh, it's, this has been a great show. Thank you for uh, guiding us through uh, all the breaks and uh, uh, the job, the excellent job you always do. Uh, you are the most valuable player here of Real Presence Radio this morning, so thank you for that. Oh, you're too kind, Mike. Hey, you know, I've got the easy job here. I don't have to talk for two hours straight, so it's, <laughs> I, I, I think I got the easy job, but... Well, uh, folks, on behalf of Eli, our technical director, on behalf of Father uh, Craig Holt-Calter, the Dean of Students at Trinity Junior High and High School, my name is Mike Kedrowski. I'm the uh, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio, and I just wanted to extend a warm thank you. And just remember, it is February. March is next month. That means spring. And so you take care. Uh, God bless. And... uh, Be safe, everyone. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live.
on the Real Presence Radio Network.